swallow you up. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not swoop it, you up and poof you up. Yeah, and <laughs> it just <laughs> This is the Wild Foods podcast. Welcome aboard wild foods as you know specializes in real foods from small producers around the world and they're passionate about their ingredients at wild foods we believe our food system is broken that the majority of nutrition advice is irresponsibly wrong and that far too many people are living in sickness as a result so what are we going to do about that we're going to talk about those specific problems and their solutions today on the wild food podcast here are your hosts jamie stuckert and marcy marbit Hey guys. Hello, hello. What is going on? It's Jamie and Marcy here. I am Jamie. I am part of the Wild Foods team, also co-host of the Wild Foods podcast. I started uh, working alongside my brother about a year and a half ago, and I help manage all things social marketing content and wild relationships. Health and wellness is my number one priority in this life, and I hope to share my journey with you all, but also to shed light on all the wrong things in this industry. And I'm Marcy. I'm also a host and I'm on the Wild Foods team. I moved to Austin Austin seven years ago for college and since graduating, I became a TV reporter and lived in some odd places. I decided the newsroom environment wasn't for me and decided to take my production skills elsewhere and apply it to a subject I'm very passionate about and that is food and nutrition. And today we have a special guest in the studio. What's going on? It's Logan. How are you? Tell tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm a, a three-year GBM survivor. Um, I've been doing keto for over three years now, and uh, I do everything I can to help change thousands of lives on a daily basis. I love it. And you, and so that's brain cancer, right, Logan? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. That is really incredible. Um, very inspiring. Yes, very inspiring. And to all those out there, I have never seen someone who has the kind of work ethic that Logan has, uh, the discipline and the passion. So it's really inspiring to be around him on a almost daily basis. So always should appreciate be daily. you. It really should be <laughs> daily. You. Yeah, we love having him in the studio. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about sugar and debunking myths of sugar. So just some bullet points that we're going to run through is the um, concept that fruit sugar is okay and that you should eat it every day. Um, Then we're going to move on to healthy granola bars and how food companies use sugar as a weapon. And finally, we're going to discuss the myth between cancer and sugar. So I guess we'll start with the first bullet point, and that is that fruit sugar is good for you and that it's okay. We talked about this a little bit in our first podcast and the concept that when you go to the grocery store, there is a whole section of every single kind of fruit that should be seasonally available and in certain parts of the world, but is available all the time. And this isn't good for us. What are your thoughts, Jamie? Yeah. You know, it's, um, it doesn't really, uh, support our ancestral, you know, uh, standpoint for that matter. So it's it's very unnatural to have the this convenience store available to us 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
And I think that because of it, people believe that, oh, you know, I just go to the grocery store and I get the veggies and fruits and I'm so healthy. And that is really not the case. It just goes against, Definitely. It, it really goes against um, how we should thrive in our natural environment. So there's a lot of misconceptions about this and misinformation. And it's super crucial to look past the, uh, mainly the propaganda that's out there regarding this, you know, and it, and also question why, why we do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do this because grocery stores are on every corner, you know? Definitely. And so we just think this is the right way. And also for the convenience factor. Well, and also, you know, nutritionists, I feel like, well, not nutritionists, but, you know, it's been like touted as healthy to have a big bowl of fruit in the morning and or various or times various a day. times a day i've i've even heard about the fruit diet where you eat nothing but fruit That's- and my college roommate i remember she was trying to lose weight and this was our freshman year and she was like i'm going to do the fruit diet and i was like what is that she's like i eat nothing but fruit it's wild and then they get protein i don't know Ugh. i don't i mean i think i remember her being feeling really sick And that's probably because fruit sugar contains fructose, which is actually really hard to digest and can trigger IBS symptoms in people Mm. who may not even have IBS. Logan, what do you think about this nonsense of eating fruit all day, every day? I haven't had fruit in over three years. Really? I haven't had a a little serving of strawberries or any of that. Nothing. Nothing. How do you feel? Great. Better than I did when I had them. People are like, you're probably extremely deficient in blah, 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 <laughs> and everything's tested. And of course, every human has different deficiencies in different things, mm-hmm. but none of that has to do with my deficient, like being deficient because I'm not having fruit. Uh, I mean, I feel way better without fruit. What yeah. was your relationship like with fruit before you cut it out? <laughs> How often would you have it? <laughs> uh, I would have uh, a banana every morning. Um, I would have uh, at least another banana, usually after basketball practice. Um, or at least one or two apples throughout the day. Then I'd come home wow. and I'd make like a massive, like, uh, 1000 calorie, uh, protein smoothie with definitely banana. Sometimes I'd do like kiwis and stuff like that and strawberries, wow. but I was obsessed with fruit. <laughs> yeah. So my question to you is what is your reason for cutting out the fruit? Oh, it's just, it's straight sugar. I mean, and you, and you avoid sugar because of your, yeah, because of my, my brain tumor, you know, like, and so you were told, to stay away from sugar because of possible... The funny thing is, I was actually told to stay away from fruit as well um, because, like, for me, fighting brain cancer, again, yeah. my situation's different than other people doing keto for, like, weight loss. So, for me, it's like, we can't even touch anything that's going to even have any traces of sugar. Mm. So, you know, like, uh, Dr. Berg, and it was, like, Dr. David Jockers, um, they recommended for, like, brain cancer patients to, like, I, you guys should even stay away from fruit, like even berries. Even berries are decently keto friendly, but even for me, it's like something I should stay away from. So sugar can spark the tumor, basically. Oh, yeah. So wait, that's I'm really glad that we're talking about that, guys. I wanted to ask you, Logan, mm-hmm. is there a myth between cancer and sugar? Because I did some research online and I read that it's been a myth since the 1940s that sugar causes cancer. And that that's not the case. Cancer cells actually use sugar to survive, but sugar doesn't cause cancer. Is that correct? I don't know. I think I think there's many variables as to how mm-hmm. cancer can come. I think cancer can come from extreme stress, extreme inflammation. And I think inflammation can be almost a root of, of all the cancers. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
And the question is, well, how do you how do you get inflammation? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get inflammation from having bad cravings, mm-hmm. exce- excessive sugar Definitely. intake. You know, all those things put together. I think that's where cancer can come from. Inflammation is the root of, of almost every disease. That's what scientists now believe. And but I wanted to actually talk about an interesting study I found online and. In a laboratory research study at Duke University, cancer cells appear to use a combination of sugar and specific proteins to keep growing when they should die. These cancer cells appear to use sugar at a high rate in order to ignore cellular instructions to die off. So then in another study um, at Johns Hopkins, a group of researchers looked at ways to fool cancer cells into growing more slowly and then eventually killing themselves. They studied abnormal glycosation. Sation? I probably didn't say that right. No, I think you did. Um, yeah. How cancer cells put yeah. sugar and proteins together to sustain themselves. Okay, and this is the interesting part. When these cells were given in boot, how do you say that? Butrate? A salt with carbohydrates, their growth slowed. In order to feed the cancer a death-dealing drug, researchers produced a hybrid molecule made of simple sugar and this other chemical compound. Because cancer cells absorb sugar readily, they soaked up the new mo- molecule with interfered with their, which interfered with their ability to keep growing, and they died. So basically what that means, long story short, they developed a way to feed a cancer-killing drug to cancer cells, but the only way the cancer cells digested this drug was by first feeding them sugar. So that supports the theory that sugar actually feeds cancer cells, not necessarily creates them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I it's mean, interesting. I, think, I think we can't forget to consider, um, you know, processed foods here that most people consume. Yeah. Most people consume boxed, prepackaged processed foods, and that leads to several illnesses across the board mm-hmm. um, over the years, you know, uh, 30 years or a lifetime of eating poorly, it's going to have a significant impact on your health Definitely. and your brain. Yeah. You know, so we just can't overlook that. And um, if you're physically consuming food, quote unquote products, and I say food products because it's really not food, it's food that has been altered and changed from its original form. If you are consuming this, you know, and it's not designed for the human body, you're going to have problems. Mm -hmm. Your, your biological processes are not going to function properly. It's really scary to consider this. It just seems like no one cares. Look at all the restaurants and how most people eat and everywhere you turn, people are eating shit and eating loads of sugar. Like it's not a problem. And that actually is a good segue to our next bullet point about how because if you think about it, people, some people are consciously consuming sugar and they are, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit. Other people actually totally. don't even realize that they're consuming sugar or how much they are consuming. And there's a reason for that. Big corporations are using it as a weapon and absolutely putting it in our vitamins, putting it in our, in our cough syrup, in the most random places you'll find mm-hmm. sugar and they use it as a weapon because it is addictive. So they know that if they put it in your food, you're going to keep buying it because it has a chem, it creates a chemical response in the brain to keep consuming it. It's addictive. Totally. It's, it's really incredible. Um, (laughs) what these companies are actually doing. And then you look at these drink concepts that are sprouting up everywhere, like Jamba juice 
even like juice land. Mm. Everyone thinks this stuff's oh super gosh, healthy. So it's much sugar. not. Jamba Juice, um, I did a little market research here, and there was a strawberry protein shake that had 100 grams of oh my sugar God. in it. And I'm just like, you're going to market this as a protein shake. Like, come on. That's unbelievable. It's a sugar and, shake. Yeah. It's a sugar and, and this shake. Is, this is why people need to open up their eyes and open their ears and really pay attention and read past what they hear and see, you know, because you're really doing yourself a disservice when you, when you make these choices. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, wow. it's just, it's phenomenal. Really? Logan, what are some of your tips for people who, and this is something I go into on my mm-hmm. personal social media, keto like Jamie, if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram, <laughs> I often talk about sugar addiction and how we deal with it from an emotional standpoint. Logan, yeah. what do you tell people who are literally I hear this all the time. And I used to say this. You used to hear this from me, Logan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, ca- I can't stop. I'm addicted. Like, I have no control. Yeah. I don't uh, know what to do. I mean, I think a lot of people see it as like, tomorrow I'm just going to change my diet completely and I'm just going to do straight keto or straight carnivore. And I'm going to be perfect tomorrow. And they do it for one day and they fall off and they hate it and they think they failed. In reality, they may have failed, but you have to realize it's a process. So like my tip is like, think of one thing that you're debating yourself on whether that's a sugary coffee or whatever, create an alternative or just get rid of it. And then as time goes by and you've nailed that one down, mm-hmm. then find the other one. Yeah, Then totally. as time goes by, find the other one. Mm-hmm. And as time goes by, the other one. And by then, you know, of course it is, a, it can be different for each, for each person, but like over time, you'll, you'll develop a full new lifestyle. For me, I mean, it was a little bit different in the sense of like, okay, it's, a, it's you know, a fight or flight where I had no time really right. to like decide that. I had to do it. Um, it wasn't easy, but you know, for for everyone else, you know, just think of alternatives like for a sugar coffee, a Starbucks coffee. Mm-hmm. Instead of that, go make yourself a keto coffee with, mm-hmm. you know, if Which you want, is delicious. It's delicious, you know, whether you want to do sugar free cream or whatever. I I don't use that, but that's better than having a bunch of sugar powder that they have there at their store and stuff. Yeah. So some of those Starbucks drinks, I've looked at the numbers on there as well. If you haven't noticed, I pay close attention to these details <laughs> in, in all the drink stuff. Yeah, that's good now. Um, there, there's about 60 grams of sugar in in the like medium frappuccino. And I think the large one, it gets into the 80 range. Mm. Um, it, it really it really kills me because I can't tell you how many times I used to work in the Starbucks here and or work out of it, I should say, on my laptop. And all day long, I watch children come out of the line with frappuccinos in their hands. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just truly disheartening um, that parents just have no clue. They're trying to make their child happy. But in turn, they're like ruining their I child. I have a funny story about the frappuccinos scary. specifically. When I was little and Starbucks, I think, just developed their frappuccino. It was mm-hmm. like brand new. My mom and I would go to Starbucks and get a frappuccino each. And then she started noticing that her pants weren't fitting anymore. Oh, and and then that prompted her because nothing in her diet had actually changed except the frappuccino oh, wow. every morning. But it, it actually made that much of a difference. Like yeah. her pants didn't fit her. So she that prompted her to to look at the nutrition and she was like, whoa. Not only did it have a ton of sugar, but it had a ton of calories. Yeah, you know, Mm. if you're not careful, marketing and advertising will swoop you up and uh, swallow you up. (laughs) If you're not swoop you up and poof you up. Yeah, and (laughs) just before you even know it, you are consuming things you don't even have a clue about. You don't know how it's made, where it's from, and then 
sometimes you don't even know why you're consuming it. Well, because it's convenient or because this person over Get here. Woke, because guys. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's seriously just the best advice is to be woke. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, you have to wake up to this stuff. It's it's not something that we're born knowing or, you know, that is information is not this information is not talked about because it's it's all a society like a system. It's a system of making money and they don't want us to wake up to these things because it it supports their their business, you know. Yeah, of course. I will say um sugar was a very very challenging thing for me to cut and ever since going carnivore I have been really fortunate to overcome it. Um, and I, I I had cut sugar already, but then I got into the alternative sweeteners like monk fruit and stevia and mm-hmm. things of that nature. And um, I was eating it every day. For I was, those of, for the listeners that don't know mm-hmm. what monk fruit is, can you explain it? Monk fruit is a sugar alternative that is derived from a plant. I believe it's like, it's some crazy number like 400 times sweeter than sugar, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, or maybe it's a lower number. Don't quote me on that one. Um, But it's an intensified version of sugar taste-wise. I did recently see a study that these trigger some issues in our bodies. It was something to do with the endocrine system. I'll have to get that study and and pull it up for everyone. You know, if you're tasting something that is just like sugar, it's going to have the same effect on you on how you feel your emotional Mm -hmm. um position on it so i realized that now i was having problems with sweeteners Mm. and i was consuming them every single day i was eating my fat bombs every day i was making homemade chocolate i was making you name it homemade everything under the sun (laughs) and it's like while homemade is a better alternative this absolutely defeats the purpose i'm still consuming sweets every freaking day i really am just so lucky that i was able to cut those out after starting the carnivore diet and i do not consume any of that anymore um it's an amazing feeling So let's talk about some action items for the audience to help them with their sugar intake. My biggest thing is to always read the labels or you will end up like my mom and your pants won't fit you anymore. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) But she lost that weight (laughs) pretty quickly. But always read the labels. Cut sugar out as much as possible and fruit sugar counts, guys. Logan, what are your tips? Oh, we didn't mention that Logan has a huge company, big business that he runs himself. He has a ton of clients who he's helped transform their lives. What do you tell your clients when they're trying to cut out sugar? I tell them, like, as far as going on keto through through my sort of plans, I tell them to up their fat intake because fat is going to make you full. Like, it's going to make you not want food. Now, I'm not going to say it's going to happen in one day, But I say, let's start cutting off the sugar. Let's start cutting off the carbs and let's start replacing it with some fat, some fat that's going to fill you up. And like, you know, your your, your thoughts of food is going to start going down a lot. Um, So that's kind of what I tell them. And even if somebody's not doing keto or not doing carnivore, they can still lower the carbs and Mm -hmm. still raise the fat and still see results. Of course, you know, I do my I do recommend probably trying keto or trying carnivore. But if they don't want to still at least get rid of the sugar Starbucks coffee and 100%. replace it with a fat coffee. Cause I've seen, I've seen people who don't do keto, but they still do a fat coffee in the morning. And it satiates that. Yeah. Craving. yeah it helps. It's a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, my advice is to do your best to start cooking at home, prepare, mm-hmm. prepare your own meals and sugar will work itself out. Absolutely. And also just don't buy that kind of stuff at the store. Buy all of the other macronutrients and, uh, Cook your meals and sugar will become less and less. Did you think I was crazy for always cooking at home? 
I think I used to think that yeah. back in the day. And then I was like, oh, now I get it. And now I cook every meal at home. I really try to stay away from restaurants. If you're trying to make changes in your life, restaurant foods and eating out and all that is not going to do you any mm-hmm. good at all. Cooking at home is more fun, isn't it? It really is fun. And you have control of, over the Absolutely. variables. You know exactly what you're going to do. You're not letting them swoop you up and poof you up. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Well, that is all for today's podcast, guys. If you enjoyed this, make sure to share it and subscribe. We will see you guys again next week. Before we cut it off, Logan, where can we find you? Uh, Logan underscore Fusioning on uh, Instagram and then uh, Logan Sneed on YouTube. Amazing. Yeah, Fusioning.com. So. There you go. And myself, you can find me on Instagram, Keto Like Jamie, where I talk all things health and lifestyle. And then my uh, YouTube as well, Jamie Stuckert. And my Instagram is Marcy Lisbeth. That's M A R C Y L I Z B E T H. And that's the only social media platform I'm on as of now. But amazing. YouTube's in the cool. works. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you again next week. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs>